Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Cedric of Commitment Church. Our hope is to inspire, refresh, and encourage you to be lights in a dark world. This week, we continue a series called Improving Your Serve. If you do find this message inspiring or motivational, please follow Pastor Cedric or Commitment Church on Facebook and Instagram. Download our podcasts on Anchor.fm, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. Now, filling in for Pastor Cedric, here's Pastor Jose Torres. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to Commitment Community Church. You may be seated. I'd like to welcome those watching on Commitment Online. For those that don't know me, my name is Pastor Jose Torres. I'm one of the pastors here at Commitment Church. We serve under the leadership of our senior pastor, Pastor Cedric Brown, who is not with us today. And I have the honor to bring the Word of God to you this day. We started last week with our new sermon series, which is entitled Improving Your Serve. Improving Your Serve. Today's part two of this sermon series, and it is titled, It's Christ We Serve. But before we get into the scriptures and into today's message, I'd like to take this moment to pray to God and ask him to remove me and take my place so that he can speak to us as he will will it. Heavenly Father, I come in front of your presence one more time, giving you the glory and the honor for all that you do for us. I ask you right now, dear Lord, that you remove me from this place and that you take control, that every word that is uttered out of my mouth be guided by your Holy Spirit, dear Lord, according to the needs of your people, according to what they need to hear today, dear Lord. You know what you have in store for them. Please, dear Lord, let your Holy Spirit guide these words to penetrate the hearts and fill the needs and touch the souls and uh, put that yearning, dear Lord, to serve, dear Lord. As we prepare to serve, dear Lord, we want to improve our service to you, dear Lord. We want our service to be something that will bring you glory, that would benefit others, dear Lord, that would fill us up with joy, dear Lord, and knowing that what we're doing, we do it for you. We ask you this in Jesus' name, amen. So as we continue in our sermon series, Improving Your Serve, I'd like to remind you the purpose of our sermon series. And it's simply this. It's to encourage the body of Christ to understand the importance of serving within their local church and to earnestly seek God as they were he as has assigned them as he willed. In other words, what he wills for you, how to serve, that you may understand that, and that you may start to walk in that calling and that giftedness that he has given you. Last week, we, were, we started the sermon series with the title, There is Space to Serve. What does this mean? There is space. Well, God creates space for each individual that he has called his child to be able to serve in the church and in the community. Last week, we learned that 
in order to provide space, what happens is that we now find ourselves seeking for a source to provide us the giftedness and to give us the willpower and the words and, and, and what we need to be able to serve God in what he's called us to do. We learn that our source of our giftedness dwells in us. And how do we know this is the day that you decided to follow Jesus, the day that you chose to accept him as your Lord and Savior was the day that the Holy Spirit came to dwell in your life. And from that moment on, something started to occur inside you, a change, a yearning to do more for Christ, to be that light in the midst of darkness, to serve others as you would have them serve you to be that vessel that God wanted you to be to serve your community. And it says, we, we talked about that he is the source, that the Holy Spirit is our source, who gives us our giftedness, who provides the, the knowledge that we need, the wisdom that we need in time of servitude. We may say, oh, I'm not equipped. I don't have the words. I, I, I don't know what to do. But the Holy Spirit does. And the Holy Spirit then guides you when you allow him to guide you to do what he's called you to do, to serve well. Why do we serve? We serve for the common good we spoke about. And the common good is for everyone, for our community, our families, our church, and for anyone that would hear us. We serve them because we first serve God. We give God the glory through our servitude. We give God the praise through our servitude. And enhance. he then blesses others for our services. We do it. We serve because there is a need for us to serve. There are people out here yearning to hear the word of God. There are people here that are walking lost in the darkness, that the enemy has them confused and has them deceived, thinking that there is nothing that can solve their problems. But we have the answer, and if we serve them and serve them and introduce them to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, they will understand clearly that that love that we are sharing with them, that word that we're sharing with them comes from one source and one source only. It is our mighty God, our Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit that will fulfill their needs no matter what their needs are. It's not about us, but the willingness in us to be the vessel that God's called us to do to serve. That is the importance of servitude. We must be willing to serve at all times because it unifies the church as one. Last week we spoke about that the church is like the body of Christ that has many different parts. Some are fingers, some are hands, some are feet. And as the song was just being sung, it says, let us be your hands to feed the hungry. Let us be the feet to take the gospel to those that need to hear the word of God. Which part are you in the body of Christ? And are you fulfilling your servitude for the greater good of the community, for the greater good of God's people, for the greater good of the announcement of the gospel?
Improving our serve is very important. How we do it is very important. And today we're going to touch on three key points on why we do it, how we should do it, and for whom we should do it. We're going to be reading in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 is going to be our key verse. And we're going to take this verse and we're going to dissect this verse part by part. Everywhere you see a comma, there's a point there that we are going to study and see what God wants us to do. So if you could turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. And the word of God reads as such. Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than men. I'll repeat that. Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than men. So our first point, we find those first three words, whatever you do in the verse. What does this mean, whatever you do? That means everything that you do, no matter how big or how small, it is important to put Jesus first. We do it for his name's sake. We do it for his glory's sake. We don't do it to gain anything for ourselves. And Paul was instructing the community, the church, that we should do our services towards the church, the community, and in our workplace. Sometimes you may say, oh, I serve in the church. That should be sufficient. But God says, everywhere, wherever you go, whatever you do, you do it in the name of Jesus, for the glory of God and for the betterment of everyone else. It doesn't stop at the church doors. Oh, I serve every Sunday as a greeter at the door. That's my servitude to the church. But God may be saying, I need you to do more. I need you to serve not only inside the church, but when you're on the street. An example that we usually use at this church, a lot of us that are here at the, at the pulpit, we use the example when, when we're going to the Starbucks, to get our favorite coffee, and for some reason, the Holy Spirit instructs us to stop at Wawa. But Lord, my favorite cup of coffee is at Starbucks. Why do you need me to go to Wawa? Their coffee is not that great. I don't like their coffee. But the Holy Spirit keeps putting that touch in our heart and saying, no, I need you to go to Wawa. There's a need that you need to serve. And you go to Wawa because you're giving all of you to Jesus Christ in servitude. And you turn into the Wawa lot and you say, Lord, there's got to be something here because I don't like this coffee. But when you get to the counter where the coffee's at and you start pouring your cup and you're putting your milk in and you're putting your sugar and you look to the side and you see someone there that is doing the same but... They look sad, and the Holy Spirit says, say hello. Ask them how they're doing. And you say, hey, how you doing? Good morning. Beautiful day outside. Hey, good morning. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Hey, are you okay? Uh, Not really. Um, I'm going into work today. It might be my last day. 
I heard that they're going to be laying people off. I don't know who they're going to be laying off, and there's a bunch of us there. We're going to lose our jobs, and I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow if I lose my job. My wife lost her job two weeks ago because of the pandemic. They didn't need her at her work, so she started working at home, and then they, they, they laid her off because they were making no money. And now the same thing is happening to me, and I don't know what to do. I don't have an answer. What am I going to do? Who can help me? Right there, God gives you the opportunity to serve. And you have to be ready to serve. You have to be willing to serve. You have to be ready to utter the words that the Holy Spirit gives to you in that moment. Brother, I went through something similar when I have needs. I go to Jesus. Do you know who Jesus is? Yeah, I heard about Jesus. I, I was in Sunday school when I was a kid, but I don't go to church anymore. Well, let me remind you who Jesus is. Jesus is the great provider, the one that gives you all, the one that created all things, that can supply your needs. And any time that you need him, he answers your prayer according to his will. And if you trust God right now and you allow me to pray with you, we can ask God to cover you, to spare you before these layoffs so that you're covered and you don't have to worry about those things that you have to provide. Are you willing to pray with me? And the person in the desperate moment is going to say, yeah, pray for me. You pray for them believing it and in the authority of Jesus' name and you claim and you say, Jesus, cover this person, protect them. Give him favor with his employer so that he can be able to provide for his family, so that he may serve his family well. So you depart from the Wawa feeling joy in your heart because you did what the Holy Spirit instructed you to do, not knowing if he's going to be laid off or not, but you did the will of God. And you leave. And that person leaves and goes to their job, and he's called into the office in front of his boss. And the boss says, hey, I need to talk to you. And that employee is like, oh, boy, here you go. I did pray this morning, so I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. That person was put in my way to, to help me pray and believe that, that, that he's going to save me and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna give me favor. So I'm just trusting in that prayer. And that employer says, listen, you know that we have to lay people off. And maybe at that moment his heart stops for a second. Ah, oh, Lord. But... Was that word but very strong? We were praying last night. Myself and my wife was praying. This is my business, and, I, and I'm a Christian, and I prayed, and I, I don't want to let no one go. But God told me this person is to stay because he's going to be a blessing to you and your business. Don't let him go. And you are that person. And that person right there now understands that the prayer and the servitude of a Christian man that came into his path that he did not know, that was willing to serve and speak the word of God into his life at that specific moment that he needed whatever needs to be done, did it without any reluctance, trusting God was going to take over and control the situation. 
He now understands that the God and the Jesus that we're preaching, the one that we pray to, the one that we ask to, is supplying their needs. And that gives them energy to say, hey, I need to know more about this Jesus. And that starts his movement. And God takes control, and the Holy Spirit takes control of that heart. And then it starts to build up that one Sunday, he remembered the church that you said you were from, and he sits next to you, at the church and said, do you remember me? Oh, yeah, the Wawa guy. How, how did it go with your job? He says, that's why I'm here. Because the, the Jesus, the God that you preached to me that could provide for my need, provided for my need even though I was not following him. So now I follow him and I know and I trust and everything I do, I do for him. That is what we want. That brings joy to our hearts when we serve and we see the outcome of what Jesus can do through our serving. You don't know how much an impact it could be in somebody's life, no matter how big or small it may be. One word of kindness can move a person to come to Jesus. One word of kindness can help a person understand who Jesus is which then brings joy to you. A joy that if you've not experienced it from servitude, please serve. Serve someone. Serve in the church. Serve in your community. Serve in your job for Jesus. And you'll see that river of joy flow through you because the fountain, the, that, that foundation, that source where it comes from, already dwells in you, which is the Holy Spirit. He brings peace and comfort. He brings wisdom. He brings the right word to say in the right moment. It is not about you, but about him and his glory and his name being honored. But you reap the benefits. You reap the blessings because you do what you do for him. I'm going to move to the second point. It says, whatever you do, you do your work heartily. What is this word heartily? It means 100%. You give it all, like the song said. You give it all. You give it all. Everything that you got inside, you give it all to him. You serve Jesus Christ with all you have inside. You give him 100%. All the time, no matter how big or how small the task may be in front of you, you give it your all because he wants your all. And not only does he want your all, but he wants excellence. So everything you do, you do with excellence, the best way you know how. Your best may not be the same like my best, but it's your best. And he is grateful for that and he multiplies that and he uses that to touch the souls of those that are in need to reach those that are lost I have an example that, that my wife probably wouldn't like but she don't like being put out there but I'll put her out there anyway because I think it's, it's commendable on her part it's one of the things that I admire about her, one of the things that motivates me every day to do my best. And her approach to her job, she works for Walmart. 
she's a uh, human resource uh, employee. She does human resource for a living. So she has a lot of opportunity to serve different people with different needs. And her approach is this. She says, I give 100% all the time. Not for the people that are there at Walmart. Not for my boss at Walmart. Not for the business of Walmart. I give it for the glory of God. That everything I do, I do to please my God. And everything I do is for him. And that whatever I do, be it secular or be it uh, religious, I do my best. So she gives her 100% all the time. And she says she serves with excellence. Excellence. What's that mean to me? That she's giving it all. She's doing the best that she can. And you know what happens? Then God comes into the picture and then he's glorified. When she does her job well and for him, it brings glory to God. Because now she is showing as a Christian woman what a Christian woman should be doing. It brings God's blessing over her. Gives her favor in the workplace. Because the boss now sees Jesus in her. And he knows he could depend on her. He knows that what she does is being blessed by God. And like God, he takes what we do with our hands and he blesses it. He blesses for the greater good. Not, not only is she being filled with fulfillment that she's doing something good and she feels joy in her heart, but the business now starts to be blessed because God is blessing her and her job and her blessing the work that she does and that in turn then blesses the business and that in turn blesses the store manager which then blesses all the employees that come to her with problems and difficulties that she is open to serve them with Jesus love with Jesus understanding with Jesus guidance and wisdom and it affords her opportunities to present Jesus to them through her actions through her words through a prayer so we do everything, we do it well for him. We do it with our heart, 100% from our heart. And if we do that with our heart, guess what? He multiplies that 100% and he affects many people. He blesses many people. Not only are we blessed, but those around us are blessed and our employers are blessed. Be that light in the darkness. Be that employee that stands out in the workplace. If you're flying the flag of Christianity and people know that you're a Christian, illuminate the light of Jesus Christ in your job. Do not do things half-hearted. Because when you do things half-hearted, it displays that you are not giving your all. And if you're not giving your all, you're not blessing others. You should go to work, give your all, 100%, for Jesus first and for the betterment of others. And by the end of the day, when you get home, you should be able to come home, eat your dinner, put your feet up in the air and say, whew, I gave it all today. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm at peace because I gave it all. And I got to regain my strength so tomorrow I can do the same thing. And it's a constant thing. We give it all, even when we're sick. 
There's been times I know that pastor or uh, another of the other pastors have come up here and they've been sick or they have a problem that they, they have at home, but they put it to the side because they know they have to serve and they give their all to God's people. I had the privilege yesterday to, to, to go and uh, minister to a group of people from uh, an African tribe, and the Cameroonians. And they were having a memorial service for one of their brothers who died in Tampa, Florida, but they were remembering him. And I had the, ple the pleasure and the privilege and the honor to, to lead a short uh, message to them. And what I saw in them was this. As speaker after speaker after speaker stood up, I've known my brother for only three months, but he served the people. He was a man of God. He gave it his all. Next person steps up. I've known him for 20 years, and he served the people. And he gave it all for God. And he did it for the community, not expecting anything in return. Speaker after speaker saying the same thing, describing that same person in the same way. Why? Because he served with all his heart. He gave all he had until his last breath. And people remembered those things. And many of them said, we're going to carry on his legacy, doing what he started already, so that God can be glorified. They understood that it wasn't about him, but the work that he started for the Lord has to continue. It doesn't stop when another passes away or is called into the presence of God. We need to step into the gap when there's a need. There's space like we said last week, for you to serve. You may say, well, I don't know where I need to serve. I don't see a need. I see plenty of people serving. But God didn't call you to sit on the bench. He wants you to get in the game and do what you do best. Because what you do best is not the same thing that I do best. And your giftedness cannot compare to my giftedness. And your giftedness might be needed in a specific moment for a specific person to be drawn to God. And you don't want to have to answer to the Lord and say, oh, that day that I put you, what happened? Oh, I got scared. No, we don't need to fear. You know, we don't need to fear. Why? Because we have the authority of Jesus Christ, that name that we call upon. There is authority in his name. And anything that comes our way, we call on Jesus' name, rebuking it, and it will have to move. I'm telling you, it will have to move. And sickness comes. If you believe in your heart that Jesus' name has power, it, it's not only in the, you know, in the book of Mark or Luke or John and Acts that miracles were happening. The same thing can happen today. We can pray over a person that's lame and they can stand up and jump and start running. We have to believe in the power of Jesus Christ. We have to believe it and claim it in that authority. And when we're serving, we're believing it, we're doing it, we're giving 
which leads us to our third point, which is found at the end of the verse. Uh, in verse 23, it says, Whatever you do, do your work heartily, as for the Lord rather than men. As for the Lord rather than men. We don't do this to please men. We don't do it for men. We do it for Jesus first and foremost. That's what our servitude is about. We serve Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ then uses us to help others that are in need. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5 through 9 reads this. It says, Slave, be obedient to those who are your master according to the flesh. Replace slave with employee. Be obedient to your boss according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of the heart as to who? Christ, not the boss. We don't do it because of the boss. Not by way of eye service as men pleasers, but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from the heart with good will render service as, the, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. If you're an owner of a business, if you're in a supervisory position at your job, listen to verse 9. And master, do the same thing to them and give up threatening. You're going to get fired. I'm going to let you go. Knowing that both their masters, that both their master and yours is in heaven. And there is no partiality with him. So it doesn't matter if you're the boss or you're the lowest person in the mailroom. It doesn't matter if you're the pastor or the newest member of the church. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a big corporation where people are, you know, jumping to, to serve you or you're that person that just got hired and it's your first day at the job. God doesn't look at that. What God looks at is your heart, that you're serving him with all your heart. And if you're serving God with all your heart, you would not be serving by way of eye service. These things here, they deceive a lot of people. So, an example. I'm, I'm a worker, and I'm at work. And I'm supposed to be working eight hours that day with my lunch break. So the first thing I do, I get to my cubicle, turn my computer on, get started, get a cup of coffee. Hey, my buddy's over there. Hey, how you doing, buddy? How's everything? How, how was that football game? You saw it? And I just wasted a half an hour talking. Not doing my work. <laughs> Don't worry, the boss ain't gonna check on us. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're good, we're good. We'll get this task done. And then you go back to your desk and you don't do anything. But when the boss comes, all of a sudden you hear him coming. Oh, his footsteps. Oh. Oh, let me go get this. Man, this is hard work. Oh, hi, boss. How you doing? Yeah, I'm here hard working. Oh, great. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, your, dili your diligence will pay off at the end. Come the eight hours 
is finished and you're getting ready to, to finish your day, the boss walks back in. And you're still at the desk, pushing the keys. Hey, you were working so hard, you got that done already? Because it's needed by tomorrow morning. Oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, um, no, I didn't, no, I couldn't. I couldn't get it done. I was so busy trying, but I couldn't. But you wasted time talking to your friend. You wasted time doing things that you didn't need to be doing. Were you truly serving Jesus at the time? Or were you just trying to please the boss every time he came into the room? And you gave him that eye service. Pleasing man does not lead to anything. Doesn't bring you joy, but brings you more conflict. Because now tomorrow you got to come in and you got more work to do because you didn't get the work done the previous day. And then I hate this job. I can't understand why they give me so much work and they pay me $20 an hour to sit here and do this work. I deserve more. Always complaining. But the true Christian, the true server, he comes in the morning, clocks in. As soon as he clocks in, hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. Gets his cup of coffee, drinks, and starts working. I know I got to get this done by the end of the day. And he continues to work all day, and God gives him favor. God gives him wisdom, gives him shortcuts to do the work. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's done. Oh, it's 3.30. I still got half an hour. Oh, praise God, man. I'm going to pray to God. Hey, thank you, Lord, for, for this day. Thank you for the strength. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for helping me finish this, this job on time. And the boss walks in, and he goes, hey, did you get that done? Yeah, boss, I got it done about half an hour ago. You want to see it? Oh, let me see it. Wow, this is good work. So I praise be to God because he gave me the wisdom. He gave me the knowledge to, to do this work. Wow. Yeah, you're a good, you're a good worker. And um, keep, keep, keep serving your God the way you're serving, and it, it will continue to reflect in your work, bringing blessing to those around you. It's not eye service. It's not pleasing man, but it's pleasing God. So if we please God all the time, guess who gets benefit from it? You get a joy and a peace and a tranquility that flows through you. Your job becomes fun. You love to go to work because you're having that peace that God gives you. Your boss is benefiting from it because he's now, his work, the work that is being pushed out of his facility is good work because it's coming from a person who's doing it with all his heart. It's not just doing it to do it. And God blesses that company. And when that God blesses that company, God flourishes you. He gives you favor to then, hey, we need to promote somebody to uh, supervisor. Well, you, you know that kid, Jordano? Yeah, he's a Christian. But man, you should see the work that he does. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Uh, he's a Christian. Yeah, and he's a godly man. Yeah, we need somebody like him to lead our people, to demonstrate and, and show an example of what we want in an employee. Hey, Jordano, come in here. Yeah, we're thinking about promoting you to the supervisor. God's favor. Why? Because you did what God called you to do, to serve him. You don't do it for rewards because the rewards on this earth are temporary. We do it because we serve God. We love God. We want to do more for God, for all the things he's already done for us. We want to share with others that are in need what God can do for them. And, like I said, our reward's not here. There's nothing on this earth that can take the place of the greatest reward that we already have been promised, and that is eternal life with Jesus Christ 
in heaven forevermore. Be it the day that you're called into his presence from death or be it when the trumpet sounds. It's eternal. You know what that word eternal means? It means forevermore. You're going to be in his presence rejoicing with him, glorifying his name, praising his name. And he's went, he says, and the Bible says that Jesus went to prepare a place in his father's house where there's many rooms. And he's specifically preparing a place for you. And as you serve him and you gratify him and you show your light to the world of him in you, when your day comes, you have a special place. I don't know about you, but there's nothing that can compare to what I hear that is in heaven. There's no word that can describe with the beauty and the, and the tenderness and the peace and the comfort that is in heaven. It says that we will be praising him at all times, glorifying his name. It says there's street of gold, a sea of glass. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. Not even the Wizard of Oz had that. You know? I can't imagine. Because his splendor is going to be sufficient for me. Just to be in his presence and to see his glory will be sufficient for me. Because that is my reward. If I follow through in serving my Lord with all my heart, with all I got, with excellence. What is God calling you to do? What is God telling you to do? What does he want you to do? We serve Christ not for the rewards, but we serve him because we love him and we need him. Our inheritance is in him. We are children of a living God, a king of kings. So imagine... If the President of the United States walked into this room, doesn't matter if you like him or not, but if he came into this room, guess what? Out of respect for the office that he serves, you would render him a hello, welcome to our church. Please sit up here, place of honor. So if we do that for a man that is fallible, that makes mistakes, that's not perfect, how should we serve the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Savior of our lives? If you're not giving 100%, you're missing the picture. We should be giving 100% all the time, even when this flesh doesn't want to do it. Why? Because he gave 100% of his life to pay for a price at the cross of Calvary that he did not need to go to that cross, but he chose to go to that cross to shed his blood and to wash our sins and to open a way back to our relationship with the Father. And I know what the scripture says, that he didn't die and stay there and was buried in the tomb, and is still buried in the tomb? No, it says that in three days he rose again. And then shortly after, he ascended to his rightful place at the right hand of the Father. That is the God that I serve. And if I'm not giving him 100% for saving my life, 
for giving me the opportunity to have eternal life, I'm missing the picture. So I challenge you, be a small, be a big. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you where you fit in here at the church, here at your job, in your community. How can you serve to bring God glory for the betterment of your fellow man and to lead others into the presence of God? I guarantee you when you serve with 100%, there's a joy that flows through you like rivers. It's like a fountain that never stops. It's just a joy that just flows and flows and flows of the satisfaction of what you've done. And when, what happens when the water flows out and overflows? It's contagious. It flows into someone else, and they get the joy of servitude. And then more are serving, and more are serving, and more are serving. Can you imagine if we all at one time lit a light? in the middle of darkness, how bright this world will be. God is calling you to shine your light wherever you stand. And if we all shine our light of Jesus Christ where we stand, this world will understand that they need Jesus, that he is the only way. He is the truth and the life. And he has given it all for us. Shine your light. Serve the Lord with all your heart and whatever you do and he will be glorified he will bring blessings to others and you will be filled with the joy and peace that he only can give you I use an example in the last service of a young man that comes to this church some of you may know him some of you may not his name is Miles his sister Tawanda's son Last week, I had the, two weeks ago, I had a, uh, the, the pleasure of seeing him serving God. The Apex ministry came here. Young, a bunch of young people came to serve our community. But God used Miles to show me something, that we have young men and women in this church that are willing to serve others. He came in through those doors, and he wasn't shy. He wasn't bashful. He was Miles. He came in, hey, how you doing? My name is Miles. I'm from Commitment. What's your name? What are you guys doing here? How can I help you? Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Motivating them, showing them something different. He made many friends that day, but he showed me one thing as I watched him from a distance. He is humble. He gave 100%. And what little he did, greeting someone, just showing love, that little he did was more impactful than anything else that anyone else could do. And I was so proud of him. I said, wow, this church is in good hands. Why? Because us old folks, eventually there's going to be a time where we have to retire because we can't do it anymore, or we get called to the Lord. But we know that we have invested in young people to carry on the flag of Christianity in this location to share the gospel to serve the people and to give 100% granted God doesn't look at ages he can use a child 
to speak into our lives. He can use that 99-year-old person that's sitting in the church that you might think, oh, that old guy, he moves so slow. But in time of need, when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a difficulty in your life, who should you go to? That man that has lived 99 years, has experienced many things in his life, and God has done many things in his life. He can serve you. How? By sharing his experiences and telling you, son, you, you shouldn't go there. You, you shouldn't try that because I tried it a long, long time ago, back in 1948, and it didn't work for me. I don't want to see you go through the same pain that I went through. Using the wisdom that God has given them. Yeah, he may not move fast, but that mind is still useful. Everyone here is useful. You have a place. You have a space. The Holy Spirit has created that space for you. Commitment has open arms for anyone that wishes to serve in any ministry that you desire. In two weeks, you're going to have the ministry team leaders coming out and they're going to be downstairs in the cafe area presenting their ministries. Test the waters. Hear what they have to say. See where you can fit in and experience the joy of servitude because this is so wonderful. Today, at 3.30, after we finish our third service, see this guy here? He's going to be in that recliner with his feet up, eating his food, getting some rest. Why? Because I gave it all. And I gave it all for Jesus. And I know that he will replenish my strength for the next day. Challenge you, open your heart to hear what the Holy Spirit is calling you to do. Serve 100% for Jesus to bring him glory and honor. You'll experience the joy and peace that he can only give, and others will be impacted. Someone needs to hear you say something that would draw them to Jesus, and Jesus does the rest. Be open to that. Improve your serve. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come in front of your presence one more time, giving you the glory and the honor for all that you do. Thank you, dear Lord, for speaking to us today, dear Lord. And we ask, O oh Lord, that your Holy Spirit put the yearning in our hearts, O oh Lord, to serve you and only you with 100%, dear Lord, that we may serve others, O oh Lord, for you, the Heavenly Father, as the vessel that you call us to do, that we may go wherever you send us and wherever we stand, we serve you and only you so that others may be blessed through us for you. Dear Lord, we ask you that you touch someone's heart, that you draw them closer to you, and that they may experience salvation and the joy and peace that you solely can give. We are your vessels, dear Lord. Show us where we need to go. Show us where we fit and how to do it, and that we can trust solely in you and that your Holy Spirit will gift us with those gifts that we need to serve you. In Jesus' name I say, amen. Thank you again for listening to Pastor Cedric of Commitment Church. If you would like to learn more about Jesus Christ, 
please visit our website, www.commitmentchurch.org start. This website will walk you through having a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Please let us know if you've made a decision to follow Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or if you would like to support God's Word through this ministry by visiting www.commitmentchurch.org. You can also visit loveallnations.org for more information and to receive encouraging videos. Lastly, if you or your family reside in the South Jersey area, please visit us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. May God bless you and have a wonderful day.